Good afternoon. Welcome to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast, the podcast dedicated to living and working on the East Side. Um, it's Wednesday, May 19th, and we are right now live on Facebook. If you are there, please feel free to comment, yeah, like, and share. Oh, I should. Oh, yeah, that should be quiet. Okay, good. Um, it is, let's see, it just started talking to me. So sorry, I freaked out on it. Um, if you're listening to our recorded version uh, on YouTube, uh, Google, or where Apple Podcasts podcasts, we'd love to hear your feedback. Feel free to subscribe or like our podcast there. And if you like what you hear, uh, please share it uh, across whatever platform you like to share it on. Today, we're going to be talking to Debbie Rosemont from Simply Place to discuss her certified professional organizers and how multitasking actually makes you stupid. First, let's start with some real talk. So today, we're going to be talking about four big, four big incentives for homeowners to sell now. So the housing market is sailing along. The only headwind that could take it off course is the lack of inventory for sale. That is the big challenge right now. The National Association of Realtors um, are reporting that um, there were 410,000 fewer single family homes. Get that 410,000, that's a nationwide number, uh, single family homes in uh, uh, March of this year than there were uh, March uh, 2019. Now we're seeing here uh, in King County and on the east side about a third less homes. So 66% less homes than the previous March. Um, however, homeowners are concerned that selling their homes can be challenging for many reasons. Uh, recently, homes.com released the findings of a survey uh, that um, homeowners took to feel um, that, sorry, with um, they took a survey to find out what their concerns are. And here are four of the major concerns. Number one, homeowners don't know if they'll be able to secure the next home before selling. So um, obviously being homeless is not a great thing. And when you consider selling in a hot market, the number one question is, yeah, but we're not gonna be able to, to uh, uh, negotiate a position. And one of the things that we've done for folks in this situation is if you have strong leverage, a strong leverage position as a seller, you can also request what we call a rent back. And that is the ability to rent your home back from the current, from the new buyer for a period of time. We did that for some folks that were moving uh, out of town and we actually gave them a 30 day close plus two months rent back. So that's 90 additional days. And they started shopping before they got their home on the market so that when they, um, got on the market, they could confidently uh, put an offer on their future home. So it's, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, another challenge is uh, homeowners aren't sure that their current home will sell for the asking price or at a top market price. And I have to say that this is a challenge that's being faced not only by um, homeowners, but real estate agents, as well as appraisers. So I received a call today from an appraiser on a home that we sold and has closed. And he was asking me if I felt the actual uh, market value was less than what we closed for. So he's kind of looking at it from like, I've got a bunch of comparables, but your house uh, is an outlier. So how is it that we know that your home is going to, that, that other home should also appraise at that similar price? So it's not homeowners that are the only ones that are confused. It's also um, uh, agents as well as appraisers, professional appraisers. Th those are the ones that are... Um, that provide evaluation for the bank. 
So for a bank to determine that the house is valued at the contract price, an appraiser is an independent third party that comes in and gives that information. So an interesting study revealed that when comparing the first quarter of 20, um, 2020 to the first quarter of this year, that sales actually doubled from an average of 2.4 offers to 4.8 offers. So that's twice as many offers on homes. And the good news for condo owners out there is we're actually starting to see a higher demand than last year. Last year didn't have as much of the demand. So to answer the question on whether or not they will get top price, it does depend. However, um, if you've seen our, our past podcasts and if you've seen some of our materials, is there is a difference to how you market a house. Not every home where a sign's put in the yard is going to get top dollar. There are some things you can do and we're excited. We're competing this week uh, against another home in uh, the same neighborhood. And I have to say, I'm, I, I, I'm very confident that we are the better two presented Forget about the better house. It's definitely a better house, but better to present it. Um, and you can go to our website and take a look. Um, go to the eastsiderealestateteam.com slash seller showcase. You can take a look at some of our examples. All right. So uh, question number three is homeowners don't know if they will get an offer without their home requiring work or updates. So I said this before, and I'll say this again. There's never been a better time to do less and get more than right now. There's never been a better time to do less and get more than right now. Now, doing less doesn't mean doing nothing because I'm also a firm believer in um, presenting a great product. And when you go to sell your home, I'm sorry to say it's no longer your home, but it's a product. It's a commodity. And so we have to turn it into something that's going to appeal to the highest number of potential buyers in order to get not only one offer, but multiple. Um, we eliminate as much... Um, hindrances to offers by providing a uh, pre-inspection to any potential buyers. Um, paint, paint's like 40 bucks in a can and it's a million dollars, well, maybe not a million dollars, but thousands of dollars um, in the price. Um, some honeydew lists, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the broken windows theory, but um, obviously not physical broken windows, we would repair those. But if there are little things that are like kind of naggy issues that a uh, would-be buyer notices when they walk through the home, then their mind can expand to what else could be wrong. So if homeowners are looking to get not only an offer, they should do some things and we provide a comprehensive list for any of our potential. Um, but, but again, I do say there are some things you can just kind of let go. And I don't mean any major defects, but um, let me see if I can figure out. Um, a, a good example is it's, it's often called out. Um, to trim away shrubbery away from the house because you don't want any organic material co coming in contact with the home. You could kind of let some of that go. Now, obviously, if it's really bad, you don't want to let it go. If there's a lot of moss on the roof, um, you probably want to get some of that. But if it's just a little bit of seasonal moss, probably not a big deal. Um, I won't think of any more examples because we have uh, time, but certainly uh, that is a concern, but it's a great opportunity to do less and make more. Uh, finally, the homeowners don't know if they can have a quick closing process. So speed being important, the key to that is to have options, right? So if, if you're a seller and you're saying, hey, listen, we want to be able to do this quick and be able to get on to our next home or our home closes in, uh, you know, our future home closes at this time. Uh, the important thing is this, in the latest exit home sales report by NAR, a National Association of Realtors, here's a quote. 
Properties typically remained on the market for 18 days in March, and that's down from 20 days in February and 29 days in March of 2020. 83% of the homes sold in March 2021 were on the market for less than a month. Now, this is nationwide statistics. So what, what they're saying is nationwide, a typical home was on the market for 18 days. That's just over three weeks. That's an amazingly short market time. And I can tell you in Seattle, in King County, most of Pierce and Snohomish County, it's closer to um, 14 days. Now, on the east side, it's six, straight across the board. In, uh, so, so basically you're getting a week to identify if that home's gonna fit for you as a buyer. And uh, sellers can be inconvenienced for showings for about a week. So let's see, what else did I have to add? So the interesting thing is um, a lot of potential buyers can close quicker than they used to be able to, even when they're financed. One thing I want sellers to hear very carefully is just because it's cash doesn't make it the best offer. Just because an offer is in cash doesn't make it the best offer. What are the other terms and conditions that are in there? Um, the good news is whether you pay in cash or whether you pay in financing, the seller still gets the same amount of dollars when the, the transaction closes. So make sure you don't get blinded by an all cash offer early because what you really wanna do is make sure that you get to see all the options available to you by multiple offers. Um, okay, let's see. Bottom line, selling your home is pretty daunting, especially in a fast paced market. I know there are people out there that will do a listing service for less than we do. That's fine. It's understandable. And I am confident you get what you pay for. Our homes, our listings sell um, traditionally more than uh, the average real estate agent. Over the last four years, we've uh, recorded about 104%. So the list price to sales price, we're getting about 4% more. So if you end up going with a discount broker, you're ending up losing quite a bit of money to try and save just a little. Um, so if you or anyone you know, your neighbor is thinking about selling and they wanna have a consultation and find out, and some of these questions are like, and I think the number one question is like, where will I go? We've got options, we've got um, techniques, we've got things we can help them out with. Um, let's connect. You can find us on our website, the eastsiderealestateteam.com. You can give us a call at 425-200-4093. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you can't find us, you're not trying, but we're available to you. I appreciate uh, the, the real talk. Now that concludes it. So if you're, um, let's see, what else? If you'd like to talk to us directly, I mentioned that. So next up is Debbie Rosemont at Simply Placed. Uh, but first we have a commercial from our one of our sponsors. Are you worried about aging loved one who is isolated in their home? Or maybe you just uh, they just had a fall and they're not safe in their house. If you're searching for a safe place for them to live, you've probably been overwhelmed by all the choices. There are over 150 assisted living and memory care communities licensed in King County and over a thousand adult family homes. Oasis Senior Advisors has helped thousands of families navigate the transition and they have compassion and understanding in getting to know your loved one and what they need. To learn more, call, uh, reach out to Oasis Senior Advisors. Their website is oasisseniorsadvisors.com. That's all one word, oasisseniorsadvisors.com. Give, give them a call at 425-526-7111. That's 425 425- 
526-7111. That's Oasis Senior Advisors, your trusted partner for senior living and resources. All right, uh, back to the show. Welcome back. We are here with Debbie Rosemont to discuss her professional organizing services and why multitasking uh, it actually makes you stupid, or, or in this case, uh, just less efficient, in my opinion. Debbie, productiv- Debbie is a productivity coach and consultant who loves helping busy professionals have more time for what matters most. Since the inception of her company, Simply Placed in 2003, she's been working with her clients to clarify their priorities, um, remove time wasters like disorganization, too many emails, lack of systems, overwhelm shut distraction, interruptions, and procrastinators, uh, procrastination, among others. She helps them plan and manage their time, energy, and attention, and to create systems to accelerate results. Debbie Rosemont is an engaging speaker and an effective consultant and trainer and has been interviewed numerous times for TV, print, radio, and online media. She is the author of the book, Six Word Lessons to Be More Productive. So six word lessons to be productive, co-author of One Habit for Thriving at a Home Office and the creator of several information products. Debbie Rosemont is one of the small number of certified professional organizers in Washington and was the founding member of Seattle's chapter of NAPO. She is an active member of NAPO, National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. I can just see what their meetings look like. They're very organized, very structured. And also, a woman business owner. She was a WBO. She was a proud finalist for the 2015 WBO Nellie Cashman Business Owner of the Year Award. A fantastic person. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Dan. I'm really happy to be here. All right. So we are talking about multitasking and I'm going to stay focused on just this interview today. So what kind kind of multitasking are, are we talking about? Yeah, the multitasking that doesn't work so well is multitasking two things or more at one time that need your focus or concentration. So we're not talking about, you know, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? That doesn't take focus or attention. But a typical workplace example might be I'm listening to a webinar and I'm also sending email at the same time. Um, Both in theory, if there's purpose for being on that webinar and for the email you're sending, need your focus and attention for you to get the most out of it. And the the downside to multitasking um, is much greater than uh, the possibility that you could get more done in less time. It It just doesn't work just doesn't work. Well, why do we feel like we have to multitask to get it all done, right? Because we're that's why we do it, right? That's why you're sitting yeah. on the webinar, you're like, shoot us on this email. Why do yeah. we feel like we need to do that? Well, I mean, just like you described the the housing market as being kind of fast and frenzied right now. And so, so therefore needing to take a little more time and, and just doing things the right way. I mean, so too with our life where there's lots of demands on our time and attention. A lot of us have a ton of hats we wear or lots on our plate. And so in order to get it all done, there's the, um, the idea that, well, shouldn't we try and do more than one thing at one time? And I also think it's kind of a myth, we can say the myth of multitasking that's been perpetuated over years, where we might still see on some job descriptions out there, or someone might kind of wear like a badge of honor, like, oh, I can multitask, or, um, you know, the ability to multitask being a desired quality. 
and I don't really think that employers are, are wanting somebody to have split attention, which is really what happens when we multitask. I think they want employees to be able to handle multiple things during a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, so so um, you're saying that the misconception is we're being told that that's how we become a better employee, but why doesn't it work? Yeah, it doesn't work because our brains aren't wired to think about, concentrate, or focus on two things at a time. So what's actually happening in our brain when we are attempting to multitask is what is better termed as switch tasking. So while you're, let's say, on that webinar and trying to send an email at the same time, you're asking your brain to rapidly switch back and forth to listening to and paying attention to the webinar and focusing on the email that you're sending. And every time you switch like that, you lose time your rate of error or potential errors goes up. So typos in the email, you know, it could be a small, you leave an E off the word the, that's not a big deal. Or it could be, you know, a zero left off the end of a figure on an offer that you're making. And that could be really significant, right? So um, slows us down. Things take 40% more time when we're doing this switch tasking than if we were to just focus on one thing or the other rate of errors goes up, our stress level goes up. And then the reason I kind of playfully say multitasking makes you stupid is because of an article that I read, this was in the Wall Street Journal years ago, written by an author named Sue Schellenberger, and she titled it Multitasking Makes You Stupid. So that's where I I got the concept. But her article showed that when we're multitasking, our ability to learn new things and our ability to remember things goes way down. So we kind of lose some IQ points when we're when we're multitasking. And, and so that's, that's the title. Well, and our cell phones are designed to pull us in and then split our brain up into these quick switching, right? I mean, it's like yeah. nonstop, like, Ooh, what, what, who just posted what on what social media platform? Yeah. Um, and, it's, and, and it's not just the cell phones, but the developers of those platforms, they create their platforms, their tools, their apps, their technology to be somewhat addictive, mm-hmm. where if we're not on them, we have FOMO, like we might, might be missing out on something. And when we get these notifications, and this is something that, you know, I see a lot of people dealing with, with their phones or email, these notifications and checking them out, we get this little dopamine hits. So they're actually pretty smart developers as far as manipulating the brain, right? With, with how they can um, get us hooked. Like, and see, we're, we're talking about, you know, organization, you're, you're, you're talking, you're an organizational, you know, coach. So we're talking about organization and yet we're talking about distractions and we're talking about social media, which I think is actually really telling because as we dig into how to become, um, I think you and I know a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, right? And, mm-hmm. and time to them is very limited because if they want to have work-life life balance, they want to be in a p- position to be efficient with their time and then switch off. And we're constant. And this is something that I think not only us but our, the younger generations are going to have to figure out a way through this because in order to become, um, you know, a really good functioning member of society, you have to be able to be productive and also uh, present, right? So that that's that's like all around the organization stuff. So For we sure. need, we need some tips. Um, what should we do instead? How do we get started on this journey to be um, smarter and less stupid when it comes to multitasking? <laughs> 
So because of all these demands on our attention and the social media and the, you know, million and one ways that we are communicating with each other and our coworkers and our, um, our network, there are lots of demands on our attention, like we've talked about. And as such, our attention span as a human race is shorter and shorter. So I, I've heard that we now have the attention span of a goldfish, which isn't very high. <laughs> so we need to do some things to help us pay attention to one thing at a time, which is the opposite of multitasking. It's focus. We need to practice some things that help us focus on one thing at a time and um, to be able to focus on one thing at a time to be more productive. What are those so, things we can do? Yeah, there's, I mean, a few things. Some of it is self-care. Like when we're hydrating and we're eating the right things and we're taking breaks and we move our bodies, that all helps our brain, believe it or not, concentrate and focus. So that's, you know, kind of that self-care common sense like we know we should be doing these things and they're they're good for our body but did we know that they were good for our brain and productivity as well so taking care of ourselves is one thing that you can do to increase focus get enough if sleep i can interject that, before you go to the yeah. second point um yeah. I, i'm gonna like do like this humble brag thing um i have been consistently getting myself up at five in the morning and working out mm -hmm. And, um, and this, this morning was day three. So day three, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, cause I sleep in on the weekends. Um, and it's like by day three, it's really hard to get up, but mm -hmm. I knew that after my morning breakfast, uh, uh, my workout, and then I went and had some coffee with some friends and then came back and sat down and, and it was probably one of the most productive hours. And I felt the most refreshed and ready to yeah. go right yeah. then and there. And yeah. it's like, ah, I feel so good. And, and normally, right. you know, it, and that was still, I want to say like 830. It wasn't mm -hmm. you know, that late. Yeah. Yeah. So by doing that in the morning, you're, you're setting yourself up for success to be able to focus, to have the energy you want to be productive. So that's all good stuff, that self-care stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, and then there's some time management things that we can do to help us increase our focus. So we can do what's under our control to minimize or eliminate distractions. So it's that distraction, the shiny object. I mentioned the, the notifications on our phone or email that pulls our attention away from the thing that we intend to be focused on and we lose that focus or we attempt to do more than one thing at a time. So think about what could you do to stop interrupting yourself or allowing those distractions. Close all browser windows except yes, the yes, just no the tabs. one thing, right? No um clearing clutter in your physical environment. So that also could be, you know, what's around you. Uh, the average American worker has about 37 hours of unfinished work on their desk or desktop at any one point in time. That all can't be a priority right now. And it all can't be your focus right now. So what are you focused on? And how could you clear away distraction, physical clutter by eliminating it or having systems in your uh, workplace where you can put things away and know that you'll be reminded to do the right thing at the right time? Because typically the reason people leave things out is because they fear out of sight, out of mind. So yeah, clearing I, clutter is another way to minimize distraction. And I know for me, I've always had it kind of a cluttered desk and I've, I, I go by that, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I don't trust anybody that has a clean desk. Although I know on your, you know, from, from your point of view, I, I also agree. The reason why I have a stack right here on my right of notepads and papers is because I haven't really put these away yet in my mind. Like okay. I've got like a, a, a floor plan of something of a, of a home that I want to list. Right. And it's just sitting there to remind me um, that could even be systematized. Right. You know, that's For where, sure. where um, For sure. the name of the book, uh, the, the get things done. Is that, 
is that the name getting of things done mm-hmm. getting things done where they just talk about by by physically putting away your 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 um saying that's done and that's why i leave them out because I'm right here. but but then i need Which, to action them too i i was exactly i disagree i think by physically putting it away if there's a to-do still associated with it you just need a task management system to queue up that to do hmm. so if you could put the thing away but create a task on whatever you know, whatever you're using, whether it's a written to-do list or a calendar or an app or Outlook tasks, you, you tie that with the putting something away. You can have that thing put away, but that task, it's going to come up. Like if you say, I need to do this Friday on Friday, there it comes up and you say, oh yeah, that's in the drawer right here. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have it out reminding you, you just need good systems in place. I like that. That's good. Good systems in place. And, and by doing that, I, I'm not distracted by looking over there and say, oh yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I want to do that. I've already put it on my calendar when I'm going to exactly so you can again focus on what you're choosing to do right now the highest priority that's going to move things forward right now and you're not distracted by things that you you know want to do later you can kind of compartmentalize so it's interesting because it's it's organization it's uh tuning out distractions I think focus is huge I have on my desk I don't know if we can see this but this is a a timer uh Mm -hmm. so that I can actually turn on a timer and um, if, if my task was to work on A, B, or C task, whatever it is, I set my timer and yeah. can just stay focused on that. I mean, yeah. all of that stuff, it's like exercise, right? Don't, don't expect to, to say, okay, I'm going to focus for uh, two hours here. You know, it's like exercise. Right. You got to build up some strength, some muscles. That, right? That's right. And consider your style, your preference, your needs, um, because somebody might be able to focus for an hour, whereas somebody else might say, you know what, after 30 minutes, I got to have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a timer too. And, you know, I, I love the idea that you could do, uh, have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? No, it's it's working in a focused 25 minute time period. And as this goes away, I notice stay focused. But then at the end of 25 minutes, in theory, I take a five minute break and then I do another task that's a 25 minute task and then a five minute break. Because taking breaks, like we talked about before, it's good for our ability to focus, to take a break, to get some water, to get some movement, to do something different, um, to reward yourself for staying on task for 25 minutes and, you know, checking Facebook if that's what you choose to do. So there's a place for all those things. It's just, we just need a rhythm to it. Yeah. Uh, There's a uh, a thing that we call the bold law that says time uh, expands the the work expands the time allotted, right? Yeah. And the converse, yep. the inverse is true. So if you constrain your time on a task, you get it done. That's why I've yep. planned so many vacations in the last year, because I know mm-hmm. I have to be more efficient with my time and I have a reward, right. which is going yeah. on a short little trip with the family or something like that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So if listeners want more information uh, on this topic, how do they get it? Um, they can contact me. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, I just find it super interesting. I think there's science behind it. There's an art to focus. There's technique that um, we can teach. So um, our website is itssimplyplaced.com and um, reach out, schedule a call. Uh, We have a complimentary discovery call. If anyone wants to talk about working together or seeing what that would be like, there's no risk and no hard sell, I promise. Um, but I love to have conversations because if somebody has a need or wants to learn more, we may have a solution that's a good fit. 
Awesome. Uh, do you have any special promotions to offer our listeners today if they call you or reach out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a couple things. I have two that are, are just easy for me to talk about. Um, for anyone who's still working from home or, or will be doing some hybrid work solution or continuing to work from home for the foreseeable future, at the beginning of the pandemic, we created this Rock Your Work From Home guide. That's a, a available on our website. So if you go to um, uh, it's simplyplace.com and then uh, slash WFR for our WFH for work from home guide. And you can just hop on the website. You'll find it that way too. So you can request that guide. We'll happily send it to you and get no cost. And then the second offer that I'd love to make for your listeners is for anybody who is interested in booking a discovery call and talking about um, what it would be like to work together. If when you book that, you put in the notes that you came from the Eastside Real Estate team, I'm going to give you a gift of our 90-day planning tool, which is an awesome tool to help you focus. It's going to help you get clear on a couple of uh, primary objectives or goals for the next three months to, to focus on and get you to really think about what steps to take, how specifically to do it, what might get in your way. It's just a great tool and I, I love to share it. Awesome, Debbie. Thank you so much. That's really generous of you. My pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, uh, before we end the show, uh, let's see, I've got to switch to this one. I am going to share our latest listing that we have. Uh, let's see. Boom. There it is. It's in Everett. We just listed it, went live today. It is um, a six bedroom. This is a giant home and it's actually great for how a lot of our families are living these days. Uh, six bedroom. You can go to your next home in Everett.com. And uh, it's, it's a good size house, 31. Uh, it's a two story with a basement, six bedrooms, four bath. Um, it's got a full bathroom on the main level. Um, it's got um, all these up, uh, a ton of upgrades, um, digital smart home, all that stuff. Some great pictures. I love the pillowy clouds in our pictures that we got. It's, it's really, it reminds me. It, it's great. So you can go to the website, get the uh, video tour, the 3D walkthrough. Uh, here's the location, really close to Payne Field, uh, Muckleteal. If you like uh, hopping on the ferry, hopping on I-5 and Martha Lake, you could actually walk. There's a little path that goes all the way down here that you can walk to Martha Lake. So uh, come see us this weekend. We'll be open Saturday and Sunday from uh, noon to four. Um, uh, yeah. That's it. We're really proud of that listing. So we hope to see you out there. And if you know of anybody that's looking to buy that home, come uh, send them our way. Um, yeah, that concludes our show. Debbie, again, thanks for coming on. We always appreciate to have you. Thanks and, so much uh, for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. So you guys, uh, please subscribe to the podcast or follow up. If you have any other questions or if you'd like to be on the show, you could reach us at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com. This is uh, Dan Edwards for the Seattle Eastside Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for watching, listening, and subscribing. Take care.